0: Hello, and welcome to series one of That Right Tuition Chat. In this series, we discuss the ins and outs of private tuition with the Right Tuition Company founder, Arthur Punsonby, along with some parental points of view with topics from finding the right tutor.
1: But there is, I'd say, rather a secretive aura around procuring a tutor for your child, for whatever reason. Um, and I, I think it's really important that... Uh, When you're trying to find a cheater, um, you do your due diligence
0: to dealing with the anxieties of our children.
1: Um, So I think it's a big part of well-being and children's well-being that they can get sort of a broader range of support, you know, as they go through their school life.
0: Arthur gives an in-depth perspective of why private tuition can aid a child's growth, not only educationally, but also with life skills. Hello and welcome to That Right Tuition Chat. Today I'm joined by Arthur Ponsonby, founder of The Right Tuition Company, and Tanya Senna, who will be giving us a parent's perspective. Hi both. Hello. Hello there, Giles. Nice see um, I'd like to start with you, Arthur, if I may. How does a person go in search of the right tutor that will be specific for their child's needs?
1: Uh, that's a really good question. Um, when searching for a tutor, there's a myriad of options. Uh, you can go online, uh, you might hear a, an advertisement via the radio, uh, you might see a promotion. Um, but uh, above all, the vast majority of our new pupils come via a parent referral, um, which of course is great news, shows that we're doing a, a good job. Um, but there is, I'd say, rather a secretive aura around procuring a cheetah for your child, for whatever reason. Um, And I I think it's really important that uh, when you're trying to find a cheetah, you do your due diligence and do your homework and make sure you meet with them, uh, you get a good feel from them, because ultimately you're entrusting that individual or that organization to help your child with that most precious thing, their education and um, the development of their sort of characteristics and interest in learning. So, you know, there are a myriad of options, but do speak to people. um, And when I say people, not everyone. If you listen to everyone, there'll probably be a cacophony of noise and you'll be left more confused than when you started. But try and find somebody you find to be a vaguely sensible human being. um, uh, And um, you can have a chat to them about what maybe worked for them.
0: um, And then you can take it from there. Yeah, it's interesting that you you have to get the dynamics right then. Mm, You really have to because every
1: child is different. Um, Every child might have different needs. Um, They might be looking for exam preparation. Um, They might just be looking to boost some um, knowledge and skills. They might be worried about particular gaps in knowledge with their maths or whatever. Um, uh, So you have to find the right person that understands and will listen to what your child and you are trying to achieve And then they can hopefully map out a plan of action that allows them to meet those objectives. Um, um, But I would definitely recommend, the most important thing is um, going and visiting that person. Uh, It doesn't cost anything to talk to these people. Mm. Um, uh, And um, once you've, uh, really, most places should start with things like a free class just to get a feel for the environment and certainly a free academic assessment um, to ascertain where those areas of strength and weakness are. Um, And to make sure that your child wants to go there, tutoring is meant to be fun and engaging. Mm. Um, You know, you don't want to be dragged there kicking and screaming. Um, And I always say I'm the first person to escort you home if you're kicking and screaming and not (laughs) wanting to be there. Um, Learning has to be fun for a child to be engaged. Um, So it's it's making sure that you find the right environment for your child and what you're trying to achieve.
0: Tanya, I'd like to bring you in here. How did you first hear about the Right Tuition Company?
2: Um, So I realised that Jamie had some gaps in his learning. And this is um, early on. Um, We got two reports that basically said the same thing year on year. And so sort of after speaking about it with my other half, I just thought we needed to do something about it. So I basically went and Google searched Um, who was available in the area and rang Mm -hmm. around a few companies. And um, it was when I spoke with Arthur at RTC that I just got this vibe that he understood what the needs were and that Mm -hmm. it wasn't uncommon. So it kind of made me feel much better that it wasn't a big problem that we had and it could easily be rectified. Um, so that's how we mm. found out about RTC was um, mm. just,
1: yeah, going on the internet. Well, thank the Lord for our Google AdWords campaign. Your
0: SEO is doing quite well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, but that's, you no, know, that that's it. There's, I mean, I think I mentioned at the beginning, there was a bit of a, there's a bit of a secretive aura. So, you know, you do enter into it with a bit of trepidation like you do with anything that's new. yeah. Um, and because you're dealing with your child, there's nothing more sensitive or precious. Mm. Um, and you might be worried about putting them out into a vulnerable spot. You want to make sure that they're, um, you know, not going to be negatively impacted in any way. Um, so it sounds like, um, you know, it's, uh, I think Tanya followed you know, a very sort of standard approach of, um, you know, just, talking to people about what it was that they wanted to achieve um, and from there sort of finding the right person. Yeah I mean um, I
2: think also it was it's taking that step to realise that or you know it's, it feels quite hard to say that your child isn't keeping up um, mm. so I think for me that was quite hard and speaking with you guys you made me feel that it actually wasn't a massive problem um, which was really reassuring.
1: So. Well, I can I can tell you, Tanya. I mean, I mean, I, I have the you no know, privilege of teaching Jamie, and you know he's absolutely flying. And I'm not taking look. I'm not taking the credit no. for that. Only <laughs> um, uh, I, I I merely I, I see um, us our organisation as a facilitator. Um, uh, but there's nothing more satisfying than seeing somebody grow in confidence um, uh, and they zest zested learning yeah. developing because that really goes hand in hand with how you progress um, um and you know certainly he's somebody who's so proactive in the learning experience is what we really want we want people to be asking questions we want them to be you know feeling confident to articulate ideas yeah. to be having a go to meet challenges head on um and for me, that's the ultimate prize. That is the enabler that allows Jamie, for example, to go on and, you know, feel confident to try new things, to yeah. put himself in a sort of, a, you know, a challenging area. Um, and you've got to believe in your own potential for it to be reached. Yeah. And, um, you know, I certainly think he's um, on the very much the upward trajectory and doing so well. Yeah. And that's not just hard work.
2: Yeah, it is. But it's also, I think... He hadn't had that experience before where he was being pushed and Mm. that he just enjoyed being pushed and the buzz that he got from it. And we just saw a complete change in him Um, that actually learning was fun. um, Mm. And I think that was identified quite early on, which then did actually have a great impact on his schooling because I think Mm. he was more confident. He went into the class with you know more of a a zest for learning which was then picked up by the teachers which then made it more of an engaging thing for him within the classroom so it's it's had a great impact on his schooling
1: and that's such an important thing with tutoring I really believe this fervently that it mustn't be isolated from what you're doing at school so, for example, you know, our intellectual property, our learning materials are based upon the national curriculum. So we really wanted to be supporting what topics they're engaging with at school. So whatever um, skills or tips or tricks you're picking up, it's not in isolation. And you've got to be taking those back into the school classroom um, and applying them in every day to day schooling. Um, and that's the way forward um you know and that's why i think one of the really important distinctions is teaching and not coaching yeah there is some very bad tutoring out there because sometimes it can be uh unvetted and what you've got to do is make sure that you're teaching topics in a rigorous fashion if you're just getting a child to do repeated questions or repeated practice papers you're basically performing them to behave like a performing monkey um uh, jumping through hoops Um, that's not what learning is about. You've got to really embed uh, learning on a very deep level um, and examine topics uh, with rigor um, and creativity uh, and make sure that um, it's real teaching going on rather than coaching. I'd say coaching is the worst thing out there because sometimes a child can be coached to, say, take an independent exam or um, a, uh, a selective school exam and they, because they haven't been taught, they might get through the exam. They'll get to that school, but then they're in a place where they haven't really been taught, and they suddenly can't keep up. And then no one wins. In particular, the child. Uh, you know, you've got to you've got to make sure they're enjoying and feeling comfortable in the in the learning experience. Um, and sometimes bad tutoring can lead to children finding themselves in a seat of learning that really isn't suited to the, either their academic ability or just their natural characteristics um so that's something that I really feel very strongly about and I think right tuition are very good at um promoting
2: yeah and I think I remember you saying something at the end of um the summer something about you're not looking for perfection and you're looking for progression and that really Mm. resonated with us because I I can't remember how you put it but it was a great um thing and Jamie really took that on board
1: yeah, well, I mean, I think I, I always tell children that perfection is an idiotic pursuit because it cannot be achieved. So you'll be perpetually irritated. Um, what, a, what an infuriating feeling. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what you always want, and this doesn't just go in learning for children, but generally in life, if you aspire towards progress and not perfection, I think that's the way forward. Um,
0: um, uh, perfection just is a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, a question for kind of both of you, but on, on in different ways. To you, Arthur, and you've alluded to some of these things already. But what are you looking to provide as an organisation to to a child? And then for you, Tanya, what were you expecting? I guess is what I'm trying to ask. So yes, so Arthur, what what as what your organisation? What is it mm. practically providing for the child? Well, I think.
1: A really good tutoring organisation really should be providing parents and children with something that they don't get at school. Um, um, And really what that is in a nutshell is a more personalised forensic approach to a a child's education, Um, making sure you're not just understanding their academic ability but their interests and their characteristics. Mm. When you're teaching, you're communicating and you're engaging with children. So you've got to know what makes them tick, um, how they really take information on board. Are they a kinesthetic learner? Are they a different type of learner? Um, so what you've got to do is start with something like a rigorous academic assessment and indeed a meeting with the parent and the pupil. So you get to know them on a personal level in terms of their characteristics, but also their academic ability. And from there, you can just have a more personalized approach, um, you know, being contactable Um, um, You know, making sure sort of you're flexible in terms of making sure that their goals are being met because those goals might change. Um, But ultimately, it's got to be offering things, um, uh, you know, that might be a small group environment. You know, children invariably go to school these days in a classroom of 32. Um, um, So it's really important that you can offer them um, things like a smaller group, um, things like detailed marking of work is very important. And also, feedback. Feedback is so important. Mm-hmm. So you're always monitoring progress and the, make sure that the parent, the pupil and the teacher are always singing from the same hymn sheet. Because if you have that united approach, obviously, you're more likely to um, meet that goal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more. That feedback is, is something we forget about, I think, sometimes in life that actually we could all do with some feedback now and again on, on our approach to things.
1: Yeah, well, we, I'd I, I say it's the breakfast of champions. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> feedback. Um, and, you know, it's something which when I used to teach in a London primary, I was always actively told not to keep parents at arm's length. One of the things I enjoy and my, my teachers and my um, support staff enjoy most is engaging with parents, um, making sure you're listening to their concerns, uh, making sure you're supporting them and giving them that second opinion. Um, you know, communication is absolutely pivotal, not just in education, but this specifically this model of education. Um, and it's another example of something that maybe schools don't have as much time to do but tutoring also organisations should make it their obligation to provide um, parents and pupils.
0: Mm. And Tanya, yeah. What what were your expectations when you went in? I mean, I guess it was, uh, you, I think you sort of said earlier, it was sort of a bit of trepidation about, you know, signing up to a, a tuition group just because of those, you know, there's a lot of emotions involved with obviously your child. Yeah. So yeah. What sort of expectations were you having from them as a, as a company?
2: Um, I think, I mean, I, I just wanted to fill the gaps for Jamie and just give him some more confidence around the subjects that he was struggling with. And I just we were only going to use it for a year, actually, in the beginning just to bring him up to speed. Um, But I think, you know, Arthur said about the feedback. And for us, that has been the, the best thing, because unfortunately, we don't get feedback from the school because... Of various reasons and parent consultations you know that once a term and unfortunately with what's happened um, for jamie's education is sometimes not even that because we've had teachers leave and you know you just can't tell how your child is doing and you know the first time we understood there was a problem was an end of school uh, end of year report um and there's not really much you can do about it then. So, you know, for us, it's been a week, a week knowing each week how he's doing, how he's progressing, um, has been amazing. And to actually be able to pick up the phone or speak to the tutor at the end of the session actually gives you that confidence that he's doing well or or if he's not, it can be identified straight away and we can look at that very quickly and and react very quickly so that for us has been Mm. great and also Jamie is a particularly he's quite a quirky learner I don't know um (laughs) if that's the right phrase but um (laughs) you know he was identified very quickly his character and the way he learns and his understanding and to know how he's feeling just by his reactions and the way he is in class was identified. And I think mm-hmm. ne- that had never happened for Jamie, um, because he sometimes looks disengaged. Um, and that's been brought out in school reports before, but that's his way. He, he looks disengaged, mm. but he's not. And I think when somebody understood that, that made him feel very good. So for that, that's what's been great for us.
1: Yeah, I think also that the, the, that's the, the f- it, feedback isn't just about saying what's fantastic. Um, through building up a, you know, a relationship and a positive line of communication and ultimately trust, it's really important that, you know, you said you received a report at the end of the year where you, you just pointed out some things that were wrong. Now, that's all very well. But it's got to be followed up with a solution. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you're just throwing a grenade and then running in the opposite direction. <laughs> um, you know. Um, so I think feedback isn't just about being a yes person. It's about maybe saying, right, we can look to improve upon this X, Y, and Z, um, uh, and this is how we're going to try and do it. And then instilling the belief that that and that that can be done. Um, um, so you know, feedback is often the precedent. Um, and there's that stepping stone um, towards identifying what needs to improve and then paving the way for that actually being done. Um, so, you know, I think feedback is you know, a general term, but understanding a more nuanced understanding of it is um, is integral.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's something you you sort of talked about earlier was that sort of stresses that occur not only when you're choosing a tutor, but also you talking to to parents who obviously may be worried about um a progress of a child mm. how do you um deal with those as an organization you know, the, the potential stresses that that occur when you know when parents are looking or looking for a tutor in the first place
1: yeah i think the most important thing is simplifying things um the model of our education that we promote here is traditional learning It's non computer based So we go back to that notion of chalk and talk. Um, uh, And what you want to do is, you know, I mentioned a cacophony of noise before. And sometimes in the local area, it might be at the school gates. um, It might be from speaking to a few people who maybe sort of had some, you know, different views of things to your own. You can get a lot of hysteria. So you want to really remove that hysteria and try and just give a very simple, clear message of um how to go about tuition um uh, so the hysteria is very prominent in this microcosm of tunbridge wells that sort of one of my tuition centers is based in um with the 11 plus because you're throwing your children into something which can be a bit unnerving um you know there's that sort of amounts to why it might be a bit more secretive. So there is this sort of hysteria about wanting to do the right thing. And this almost, what I think of this false fear of not offering your child what others appear to be offering. Now, what might be right for one child is not necessarily going to be right for the other child. Uh, So if you can be, from talking to someone, get the confidence that you're in the right hands and they understand your child and that a certain program of development is the right way forward. That's the most important thing. Otherwise, your head will just be spinning with all the things you're hearing um, um, and you won't really know what to do. So seeking an informed approach, I say, is one of the most important things to reducing stress. Um, uh, and also assessment as well. If you learning is underpinned by assessment, you've got to understand where you're at in order to move forward. Um, and if everyone knows where you're at from the start you can all be on that journey together rather than in isolation towards where you want to be uh, so it's having those rigorous structures in place as well as making sure you're speaking to people who you trust and are well informed they can reduce that fear and also that sort of element of hysteria that does you know uh, I sometimes tell parents to put on the earmuffs at the school gates um, uh, there's you can hear some gibberish from time
0: some, to some time. Yeah, it's a tricky place—the schoolyard it is <laughs> for children and and adults.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know exactly, um, um, but um, you know, I think it's it's uh, it, I I really believe that it would be lovely if more and more people. And I'm not saying this because I wrote, own and run a tutoring organisation, mm-hmm. but you get to see the different types of children that get so much from just maybe one hour extra a week. There are 168 hours in a week, and if you spend one hour, sort of having that more personalised approach to education, mm. now I think parents and indeed most importantly children will be in a place which where sort of things like stresses and anxieties aren't reduced, and you just feel that extra support with what you're trying to achieve. Um, so I think it's a big part of you know, well-being and children's well-being that they can get sort of a broader range of support um, um you know as they go through their school life
0: yeah and i think that's vital again i think that idea that you're actually sort of instilling confidence and self-esteem in the children as well it's not just about flexing those educational or academic muscles it's also that are for mental health reasons as well
1: very much so and actually my um my wife um uh, i mean she teaches she's a trained yoga teacher but she Specializes in teaching children, and she'll teach. She teaches in lots of you know, schools, be they primaries, nurseries, and indeed, so she actually teaches the Skinners at a local grammar school. Um, and mindfulness and well being are real hot potatoes in education. Um, in order to be agile mentally, you've got to, in, well, in order to learn, you've got to be agile mentally. Um, and actually, uh, I think people are more and more understanding that something like yoga, Um, or other mindfulness programs are actually and should be key parts of the curriculum um, that really enable children to be uh, in the most dynamic frame of mind in order to learn and progress. Um, um, So I think it'd be really nice if we saw more and more of that. I mean, she does some classes at my tuition center um, and children, boys and girls get so much out of it. And I think it'd be nice if more and more schools invested in those kinds of programs to support their children's
0: mental well-being. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Well, thank you, both of you. It's been fascinating to hear, I guess, a sort of an introduction into how, how, how one would go about getting a tutor or, you know, those initial introductions into getting a tutor. Thank you to Arthur. And thank you also to Tanya for joining me today. And we will see you again on the next episode of The Right Tuition Chat. would like to ask arthur and his team at the right tuition company any questions or if you would like to find out more information about how private tuition could help you and your family please visit right-tuition.co.uk